You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1269. Listen, anytime you're negotiating real estate, it comes down to three things, okay? The price, the terms, and you, right? That's it. Do they trust (laughs) you to get the job done? Do they want to work with you? And what is the price that they're going to get? And when are they going to get it? And what is the process? That is the price, terms, and you. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted property is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. Let's talk about origin stories. Let's talk about how we found real estate investing, how we found wholesaling real estate as the fundamental, the beginning, the building block, the foundation of being a real estate entrepreneur starts with finding discounted properties. And that's basically what wholesaling is. But sometimes you know, life throws funny little curves at us that puts us on this path to wholesaling real estate and to being a real estate entrepreneur. And that's the conversation that I'm going to be having today from a wholesaler out of the Bay Area. And I'm really excited because this is a really unique kind of origin story on how you found uh, wholesaling and being a real estate entrepreneur. Stefan Lindstrom, how are you? Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I am amazing, Brent. Thank you for having me. It is honestly a true blessing to meet you, man. And everybody out there, like, this is really Brent. Like, (laughs) when I first met him, I was kind of a little nervous, but I met his family. Yeah. I met the office, and you're honestly an awesome guy, Brent. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel blessed. What you see is what you get. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's it's really an honor to meet you, man. That's good. Well, well, listen, so uh, a couple of years ago, you were not in real estate. No. A couple of years ago, not. you were on a totally different path. Why don't you talk about what you were doing two years ago? Yes. Yeah, so I was a lineman. Uh, I was doing line work, climbing poles, uh, utility towers, all that stuff. And then uh, I had a career ending injury. And uh, that was pretty much it. I did work for them for a little bit longer, but it was just, I didn't quite feel like I had the same respect doing all the stuff on the ground when my buddies were up in the air. And uh, yeah, when I was injured, I kind of fell down that YouTube rabbit hole. Sure. So wait, so just to make this clear, alignment, you're going up these poles, like electrical poles? Yes, sir. And you're you're fixing them, you're installing them, you're doing all this work. I mean, this is like, this is hard work. This is very experienced work. You go to school for this. This is not just something that you fell into. This was something that you had planned. That's funny you say fell into, because I always joke that I fell into real estate. Right. I literally did. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, man. Well, when I was in the injury, I was bedridden for three months, pretty much. It was non-weight bearing. So I couldn't even walk, really. It was on those little scooters. Yeah. And fell down the YouTube rabbit hole, and uh, here I am today. And that's what you did. So you have the whole world to look at on YouTube, right? You literally, you could have done anything. You could have done the cryptocurrency. You could have done Amazon. You could have done, you know, did you type in how to make money? Did you type in, <laughs> like, honestly, or did you always have 
this little part of your brain that had always been thinking about real estate, or maybe you had somebody in your life or your family or something that was in the business. Yeah, my, my grandmother was. She was in real estate. And awesome. then I have a cousin as well who's very successful down in Southern California. Um, it's funny you mentioned crypto, though. I did do some crypto trading. I actually sold most of my Bitcoin to fund uh, my current operation. Now I sold it a couple months back. And yeah, now here we are. So Now here we are. Yeah. But by the way, since then, I mean, it's kind of been an interesting journey. You didn't take the direct approach. But now, since the last five months, you've made $150,000 in your assignment fees and your wholesale fees from these deals. So you're building up that momentum. You've got some exciting things coming in the future. But what did that first you know, 18 months look like? Oh, it was hard. A great advice I got from a gentleman named Michael Morangelio in the Bay Area he said, you know, this business is going to punch you in the mouth. And he was absolutely correct. I joined one of those uh, high pressure sales situations, saw a quick little video uh, online. It was a commercial like, hey, we're coming to your town. Come check us out. Right. Free dinner, all that stuff. And I get there and the guy who was supposed to be there isn't there. And we got a a Subway sandwich out of it. Long story short, I signed up for a $30,000 course that was basically I could have learned on on YouTube pretty much. Right. And that's typical. And I honestly think that, you know, a lot of people fall into that. A lot of, you know, they do a really good job with marketing, but those, you know, you go into a seminar where it's a constant upsell and then you get into these situations, but it actually kind of worked out for you because you were able to get your first deal following what you were taught. I did. Yeah. Well, they actually held a, a, a training and I got my deal while I was in the training and it was from a, was from an MLS. We were told to look for like six months older and it was actually, I didn't know then, but now that I know it was a probate situation. Mm. So it was uh, marketed for 570. I ended up uh, offering 480. I got them to 508 and I wholesaled it for 525. Awesome. Yeah. So that was my first proof of concept. It works. How did it feel? It felt amazing. Yeah. It was pretty much uh, pretty freeing knowing that this could actually work. But unfortunately, after that, I probably didn't get another deal for about six months. So, (laughs) and this, listen, this happens. But what happened? Why did you, you're swinging at the plate for six months and nothing happened? Or were you not even swinging? You know, you not even in the game. No, it's shiny object, man. I didn't have a, a focus until I really found your course. Honestly, yeah. um, I was, you know, driving for dollars. I was going to auctions. I was just doing everything that I thought was right until I finally got laser focused on just talking to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, now I'm, now I'm sitting in front of you right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So let's talk about that transition. So it's a coaching, right? You go through the coaching. We're interacting. I've got you in my phone. You're going through all this. The first time you're picking up the phone, making these calls, how does it feel? Scary. <laughs> Why? It's scary. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I like to think I'm good at talking to people. I was in the restaurant industry for a long time. But when you finally get that first yes, I was talking to a gentleman who was outside earlier and it, you almost like you freeze up. You don't even really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I believe you basically said you need to talk to about a thousand people, have a thousand quality conversations before you're comfortable. And that is for real. Like uh, it's a real talk right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we, we're not born. I mean, th- there's no, you know, school after recess or after PE or something. There's not, we go to a class to call strangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just not built for it. It's not something that we're trained for. We're trained to kind of avoid strangers. So, you know, uh, oftentimes we don't develop our skills and abilities to speak confidently with strangers with certainty and likability because we don't have the experience. So what I like to say is you need to, you need to get that experience yourself. Once you've talked to a thousand people and asked them if they would consider an offer on their property, you can talk to anybody. You can talk to anybody. Yeah. uh, 
every Rio meetup I go to, I go and talk to the biggest person in the room. I don't even, I'm not shy at all. Yeah. <laughs> it just opens you up. Yeah. I mean, once you realize that we're all the same, I mean, we're all human beings, we all want to communicate and we all, you know, have certain goals that we have set for ourselves and just being able to go up to another human being and see if we can help them with their goals. You go with that strategy, you win. Yeah, absolutely. And like I was saying earlier, I was, I was terrified to come here. I mean, not terrified, but you know, I had, I was having a little, you know, a little heart, heart hurting a little bit. But when I, once I met you, man, and you know, we started talking, I met the family, met your crew. It's just, now I feel like a part of the family. So thank you. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's because you've talked to a thousand strangers right now. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So that's awesome. So you started making the calls yourself? Yeah. uh, Well, I got Mojo, pulled a list. And then I actually, um, I I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I squatted up with an investor. I went to a, a RIA. There was a gentleman who was running a meetup there. And I was just like, hey, how can I add value? And he pulled the list for me and said, you know, start calling. And I ended up locking up a couple deals with him. He was the closer. I was just teeing him up. And then um, the cool thing was, though, as I actually met my current partner there, she was working with him. Yeah. Uh, and her name's Irene. She's awesome. I, I love her. Shout out to she's, Irene. Yeah, shout out to Irene. Yeah. And she's, without her, my business wouldn't be where it's at right now. I guarantee that. Awesome. But, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I made a couple, I think I made like $500 on a deal. He probably made like 50 grand. I'm like, you know, maybe it's time to focused on doing this myself. Sure. From there, I basically uh, heard about, uh, well, I was trying to figure out how to become a closer, you know, because okay. I, I was really good at building rapport, talking to people, but I just didn't know how to shoot my shot, okay, so to speak, you know, yeah. throw those offers out. Yeah. I joined Pace's uh, Sub2 group. Okay. And uh, he was actually traveling around the country and I got to meet him and Pace is awesome. He's a really cool dude. And I just said, hey, I want to be on your team. How do I do that? And he uh, gave me his lead manager's information. His name was Tina Luna at the time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I was calling him, texting him. He was just completely ghosting me. So I, I have a software that I could skip trace him. I actually created a Arizona phone number because he was in Arizona and I cold called him. Yeah. Uh, skip trace him, cold called him, tried to buy his mom's house. And he, he was like, oh my God, who is this? And this is what I do. Like, well, who do you work for? And I was like, bro, I want to work for you. I've been calling and texting you for like a month. And you haven't, he's like, oh my God, you're hired. Like, come on board. So I packed my car, drove through literally two or three fires to get to Arizona and uh, join Pace's team. Wow. Incredible. Now, that transition, right? The transition from being a lineman, which, listen, in my experience with linemen, linemen are very proud to be linemen, right? It's a tough job. You got to go through a lot. I mean, dangers around every corner, Absolutely. every single day. You're going through that, right? How do you make that transition? There's a listen. There's a lot of people listening right now that are uh, in the military, that are yeah. truck drivers, that are teachers and nurses, and people that are linemen. You know, some of these these incredible jobs that there is a lot of risk. There's not only a lot of risk, but it's very physical. How do oh, yeah. you go from a physical job that you like literally pride yourself on? Literally, you built up your whole kind of personal definition on this thing and then move over to something that's completely different. Calling in my living room in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't it wasn't easy, you know, because with the line work, the days just fly by. You mm-hmm. know, we'd start work at six. All of a sudden it's five o'clock. Oh, my God. You know, and if you weren't bleeding, you weren't working right. Pretty much, you know, with the job we were doing, I ended up many, many injuries throughout the years, uh, broken ribs, hyperextended elbow, mm-hmm. wrists, all that stuff. It was just part of the job. 
So yeah, it was tough, man. I definitely had a punching bag outside uh, for those tough calls. So for anybody out there, if you've ever wanted That's to hit something, if you ever want to hit something sometimes, because you deal with those people sometimes that they just get you. Get well, you right yeah, and I see that, you know, people that are mechanics or something else, you know, there's not a lot of communication. There's not a lot of talking to new people. There's not right. a lot of sales involved. That's probably why you wanted to learn how to be a better closer, right? There's a lot of that. And what I'll say to everybody is this. I, I want to encourage everybody because take Stefan's example here. If you talk to enough people and really care about seeing what is going on, seeing what their problem is, seeing what their motivation, what is going, why are they in a, in a stressful situation with their real estate, with their property? And you really just do that over and over and over and over. It is a muscle. It is something that you build, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, would you agree with that? I do, absolutely. And you, you also have to care too. You know, these a lot of these 100%. people are in tough situations, and you know, you have to care enough to be able to, hey, like, like we can help you solve these problems. And the bigger the problem, sometimes the bigger the payday. You know. Yep. I just feel like there's, uh, you know, a lot of people get blocked. A lot of people stop going after their goal of being a real estate entrepreneur because they they feel like they don't know the right words to say. They don't want to look stupid. They don't want to be rejected too much. Yeah. And I'm encouraging you, and I'm sure you will, the whole audience here as well, in saying that, listen, if you just try it out, if you go and do it over and over and over and over again, you're going to get better. You're going to get more comfortable. I mean, you're going to have dramatic results. 150,000 in the last five months. Yeah. And we're just, I mean, how much we, would it take you to make 150,000 as alignment? Uh, pretty much a year. Right. Uh, you know, and right now we, I mean, I had a, a contract signed while we were doing your meeting today. Um, I know we got five other under contract right now. So this could be an easily $150,000 a month. We just started gaining that momentum. And Brent, where I were also talking about the business side of just, you know, his business is very streamlined, very minimal, but mm -hmm. just makes maximum profit. Yep. And I, working with Pace, I was just like, I'm going to hire 10 VAs. I want X amount of deals a month, blah, blah, blah. And we just ended up firing everybody. Uh, not everybody. We kept the good ones, of course, uh, assistance. But now we're focusing pretty much what you were just saying. We're just going to streamline it. I'm going to kind of step back as the head of acquisitions a little bit and more focus on training and just building a solid, solid team. Love it. Cool. Yeah. That's it. Hey, listen, I mean, one of the one of the biggest costs that you have as you start scaling, you know, first we start and we just want to do a deal. Okay, proof of concept, fantastic. And then you want to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And then you want to start growing this thing, right? The whole working in the business and on the business. Well, listen, let me tell you, everybody out there, let's not have a fantasy here. You've got to work in the business for a long time. You got to earn the right to work on the business. Okay. And that's truly what it is. And that's probably yeah. what you, what you felt there was you were working in it, but you were hiring a lot of people so that you could work on it and it wasn't the right time. So you had to like clean the slate, start it all over. Listen, Put in the work, right? Just oh, yeah. put in that grind for that time, that period, whether it be, you know, the first year or three years or whatever it is, so that you keep that money, right? Oh, yeah. You keep the profits and you can invest it into something that your money is going to now uh, start working for you, yep, right? Making you that, that money. That's it. I am telling you, stay lean. Don't grow too fast and squeeze out as much as you can out of everybody and with the people that you hire, pay them like incredibly well because the number one, I'm telling you, the number one big expense in this business, in our business is turnover. Yeah. It's turnover. 
Mm-hmm. It's turnover of your salespeople, your acquisition managers. It's turnover of your disposition manager. It's turnover of your lead manager or any of your virtual assistants or any of your phone prospectors. It is the turnover that then you have to press the reset again and find somebody else and train them again. And then you, they come into this new lead and it's a lead that's been followed up for a while. And then all of a sudden they have to like get the baton passed to them and start building that rapport and relationship. It's just, I'm telling you, if you get incredible people, pay them well, yes. keep the thing tight, keep it small, keep your expenses low so that you can take the money home and actually invest in assets, buy properties, yep. buy rental properties, build the portfolio. Absolutely. And that's kind of where we're headed right now. We got some uh, some really good creative finance deals coming through the pipeline. One's a 44 property deal and another one we're just going to do a quick subtail on, putting 5000 down. It's 200 a month, but we could wholetail it for around like 65 So I might just do that and invest it back in the business. Explain to people what a subtail is. Uh, a subtail, uh, we get, we're getting it with creative finance. It's actually a seller finance. But then we're going to take, he wants 5000 down. So I'm going to put the 5000 down. It's worth right now as his condition right around 65000 So I'm going to sell it for that $65,000. Mm-hmm. Get my 5000 back and just pay him $200 for 30 years. Uh, so I'm just pretty much going to reinvest the money back into the company. Awesome. Probably, or buy a f- couple properties. Sure. <laughs> so Awesome. Yeah. Well, this is the time of the show where we break down a deal. So this is where I'm going to put you on the hot seat. All right. We're going to talk about a deal. We're going to break it down, how you found it. What was the process? What was the distress? What what did you get it for? What did you sell it for? We're going to celebrate and ring that bell. So waiting for that. uh, Let's go. Let's break down a deal. Yes, we had a we found a deal uh, cold calling, of course, uh, with one of my VAs. Uh, The process was we pulled a 65 and older absentee owner list. Okay. Actually, she did live in the property, though, which is interesting. But <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking with her and her stress was she was just too old to take care of the property. I think it's like two acres, you know, and out of state, they you get a lot of property, not so much in the Bay Area. You know, you don't get the, a lot of the land out there. But uh, so she was having real trouble, you know, um, trouble with the land. And we helped her. This through was, the whole property. Okay, so you called. So when you say 65 plus, so you pulled an age range. Where did you pull this list from? Batch leads. Batch leads. Batch lead, Fantastic. Yeah. Batch batch. Leads. So you've got batch leads. You're able to pull the age. You get the absentee owners. Did you put in anything for how long they've owned it for? Yeah, we usually 10 years or older. 10 years or older. Yeah, 10 years or older. And then are you looking for properties that are older properties or any age? Uh, Yeah, uh, built before 2000. Built before 2000. Yeah. Fantastic. So guys, as you're listening to Stefan here talking about this, these are the criteria that other people can use. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to, to be able to filter through and look for the properties that are actually in distress. Okay. Motivated property owners. So 65 plus absentee owners, but you called and she had a different piece of land in a I different think she area. Might have a, yeah, actually that's where she ended up moving, um, which was her other land. So we, okay. we called on her house though, that she was currently in. Did. Okay. That's why I'm really proud of this one because we really helped her, you know, get to where she wanted to be and wanted to end up for the rest of her life. You know, yeah. so. It was really cool. It was really satisfying to like be there for her to, you know, guide her through the whole process. And we made some money, of course, on on the end. But that's awesome. Yeah. How was the condition of this property? It was, it was great. I mean, condition was really good. She kept it clean. It was just dated, you know, older. Dated. We, we put in, well, we actually ended up wholesaling it to our, our realtor. Uh, he was a buddy of our, he does a lot of our, uh, he goes and takes pictures. And if we're not, you know, going to close on it ourselves, we'll f- refer him and get a fee from him. So guys, er, even if you guys have properties that are retail, if you guys know agents, you can still get a fee from it. Like 
try to make money any way you can. We wholesale it to him. He put it like 10 or 15 grand in it and he crushed it too. He, he was listed for 125 and sold for 150. You know, so everybody made money. Everybody was happy. And it was one of the one of the better deals we've done so far. So what did the seller want? Do you remember what they originally wanted for it? What did you give her what she wanted when you were negotiating the price? And this is, a, listen, anytime you're negotiating real estate, it comes down to three things, okay? The price, the terms, and you, yes. right? That's it. <laughs> Do they trust you to get the job done? Yeah. Do they want to work with you? And what is the price that they're going to get? And when are they going to get it? And what is the process? That is the price, terms, and you. So don't overcomplicate negotiating real estate. It comes down to those three things. And as long as you have pre-qualified those leads, you're going to have a good shot at getting a signed purchase agreement, in which you obviously did. Yes, so sir. do you remember what she wanted? Did you have to negotiate the price? A little bit. I think she wanted 70. We got it for 60. We wholesaled it for like 192. Oh, not 192, uh, 92. 92K? Yeah. Uh, we could have wholesaled it for more. We could have probably got it 100, but because it was our agent that we worked with, you know, I we just hooked them up pretty much. So you made a call and you got a lead and you followed up on that lead and you converted that lead to a signed contract. And then you presented that signed contract to your agent that you work with all the time. And that agent yes. says, yes. I want to buy it. You got it for sixty thousand. They bought it for ninety-two thousand, and you said he sold it for two fifty. No, one fifty. One fifty. He sold it for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That is how this business works. Yes, and it was amazing. He uh, he actually approached us. He's like, "I want this one," and we're like, "You know what? Okay, if you so can." So, how much did you make? We made thirty-two. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to do this, guys. <laughs> that is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you very much. $32,000, one phone call. I'm telling you, if you are proactive and you are actively out there trying to help the people that will not help themselves in their marketplace, statistically, 5 to 10% of the market is in distress yep. around the country at all times. You focus on, on going after those individuals, those property owners, and, and having a quality conversation, you win. Yeah. You win. You win. And provide a service. You know, yeah. Make sure you can fix, help solve their problem, and it'll, it'll pay off in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. Now what's going on? Because I see that you've got a Keegley hat here. That's pretty exciting. What's the exciting news? The exciting news, I just got a Keegley franchise uh -huh. in the uh, Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, which awesome. is a Keegley, if you don't know, is a disposition company. So, you know, I have my acquisition side of a separate company, but now I have Keegley as well, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I just did a training with them last week and it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Fantastic. Good people there. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got a good amount of deals that are pending. Yeah. Getting ready uh, to close. We got one. So, so my whole goal last year was just to become a closer. You know, that's how I joined Pace's team. Yep. And, uh, you know, it leads me to this call. We just, we're hitting an old list. A gentleman, really, really distressed situation. The guy bought it back in the 50s after he got out of the war. His wife was living there, ex-wife now, and but now she has dementia. And he was trying to sell the house and couldn't really figure out how to do it. We got it under contract for 160, but mm -hmm. we're solving all the problems. We're dealing with the lawyers. There's really some family there that's having some issues. We'll say they burned uh, a car up in the front lawn. Right. Roof cave. Well, in. the property's like occupied by the kids, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That aren't paying and that the, the property's paying. going down and he's trying to liquidate that to cover co some of these costs. And I assume exactly. he's getting some of those costs for her dementia. 
yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we we got it under contract and we're, we're supposed to get the tenants out or the family out by the end of this month. And that should be a, a pretty juicy deal. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I hate to say, I almost don't want to say what we got under contract for, but we, we got it for 160. It's ARV is about 475. Right. So there's a spread in there. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's a good spread in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a massive <laughs> deal. That is yeah. a massive deal. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. So how do people get a hold of you? How do, how do people reach out to you? They want to say congratulations. They want to squat up with you. They want to work with you in the Bay Area. How do people get a hold of you? Yes, uh, it would be uh, on Instagram. It's slindstrom 80 at uh, slindstrom 80 And then um, I, I don't know if I should give out my phone number on here. <laughs> it, it could be blown up. It is up to you. Yeah, maybe we'll circle back on that one. Okay. Um, also, my email right now with Keegley is stefan at keeglyvincent.com right now. KeeglyVincent.com. Yes. Awesome. Keegley Vincent. Awesome. Well, what did I mean? Listen, it's crazy. The difference two years makes, right? Yeah. It's crazy. The journey that you've been on over the last 24 months, starting with no real estate experience, going down the rabbit hole, doing some crypto, doing some real estate, getting focused, getting unfocused, coming back focused again. Yeah. And now, you know, you've been, uh, you know, the moral of this conversation that I really see is you don't have to have a background in sales. You don't have to have a background in real estate to be able to be successful in this business if you work. This business will work if you do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing with being alignment is we were hustling. We worked six days a week, 12-hour days plus. Right. So if you can, you know, even work half of that doing this, you're going to be successful. Just be consistent. Awesome. Thank you for being on here. If you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP program. It is the TTP coaching. Uh, Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it out. Check out all the reviews. Check out all the testimonials. Check out what the program is about. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. That's it. You mind if I give a quick little shout out? Please. So another thing we also did was we we squatted up as students. So I started off with me and one other gentleman were splitting a dialer and splitting a VA. She was working with me Monday, uh, I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday with him Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So even if money's tight, squat up with somebody. I love it. And you know, role play is really huge for when you're getting on the phones. I joined a group that pretty much helped save my life pretty much too. Uh, It was back then it was called the squat up. Uh, Now it's called foundation builders and Monday, Wednesday, we do role play. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, we just do accountability affirmations. How do people Uh, find it? uh, It's foundationbuilders.com. Yep. It's run by a gentleman named uh, Adrian Hernandez and Ty Leon Guerrero. And literally, it's, it's saved oh, my Ty's life. Great. Yeah, Ty's awesome. Ty's been guy. in here a ton. Oh, yeah. Ty's been yep. in here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he's a boss, man. Yeah. I love those guys. And yeah, it's a, it's a great group to be a part of. And uh, I highly recommend it. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. And as always, I sign up encouraging you to talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.